Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 36. Jesus is the fountain of life, the light by which we see. This world is dark and full of death, sin, and evil. Only Jesus is the fountain of life the light in the darkness, our hope everlasting. This psalm is short but loaded. Let's dig in. Psalm 36, and the introduction reads, for the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord. Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or do good. They lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike. O oh Lord, how precious is your unfailing love, O oh God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down, never to rise again. Short but powerful. So what about you? Do verses one through four describe you? Do you fear God? Fearing God doesn't mean that you're afraid of him. On the contrary, when you have a healthy fear of the Lord, it means that you respect him. Additionally, you are in awe of him, that you hold him in high regard. Moreover, it means that you obey him. Sin equals Satan. He's talking about sin whispering. Well, when you live in sin, you are blinded to how bad things really are. Obviously, the lusts of the flesh, lusts of the eyes, pride and power blind you to the truth. It's blind conceit. Consequently, you step on people on the way up the ladder to get what you want. Yet you don't realize the wickedness. You spend sleepless nights worrying about how you're going to get more, go higher, make your life better, be happier. Your actions are never good. Furthermore, you make no attempt to turn from evil. Peter wrote in 1 Peter Chapter 5, starting in verse 8, stay alert. Some other versions say, be sober. 
Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. So how do you become strong in your faith? Clearly, Jesus has an unfailing love for you that is as vast as the heavens. Moreover, his faithfulness reaches beyond anything that you can imagine. Above all, he is the source of righteousness and justice. Plus, he cares for you and animals alike. And Jesus told us in Matthew 6, starting in verse 26, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to them than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And then in verse 33, he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Jesus is your provider and protector. Most of all, he is the fountain of life. And the folks that spoken gospel solved the gospel message very nicely in this, in this psalm. And I quote, whether in our politicians or our neighbors, it's easy to see people who are both prosperous and wicked. People who fear God are often rightly concerned when lying conceited and wicked people are seated in the halls of power, especially when those same people refuse to sleep until their agenda is legislated. But for those who fear the Lord, our confidence is in God's priceless love demonstrated in Jesus. God is love. It was from love that Jesus was sent to save us. Jesus' whole ministry to, um, to lead and heal his harassed and helpless people was driven by love. Like a lavish and loving host, Jesus fed 5,000 people and offered a Samaritan woman living water and springs of eternal life. Jesus died because he loves us. Jesus' love reached down from heaven, love, animated his life on earth and love motivated his death for us. When Jesus returns to throw down evil and make all things new, it will be because of his love. That day will be like a wedding where Jesus will tenderly wipe away our tears and like a lavish and loving groom, Jesus will pour out rivers of living water so that we can delight in his love forever. If this loving God is for us, who can be against us? The Roman Empire and death could not hold our loving Savior. So like David, we can always be confident that God's love will triumph over evil. Like David, when we trust Jesus, he will satisfy us with his thirst-quenching water, no matter the desert we find ourselves in. See for yourself, may the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see the God who loves his people. And may you see Jesus as the one who demonstrates God's love in his death and will consummate God's love when he returns as our groom. All this talk about weddings. Have you rejected your invitation to the wedding feast of the Lamb? 
well, if you're not sure, you got to click on over to my blog and um, click on the image that says you're invited. <laughs> you're invited to the wedding. How to pray Psalm 36. So the last three verses are the perfect prayer. Praying the Psalms is as easy as putting God's words into your own words like this. So this is kind of my version of this. Pour out your unfailing love on me because I love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down never to rise again. I praise you, Jesus, the fountain of life. You are my savior, redeemer, king of kings and lord of lords. I know you win over everything evil in the end and help me stand in your truth forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus is the fountain of life. As he told the Samaritan woman at the well, in John 4, starting in verse 13, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Would you like to experience a fountain of life? Well, it's easy. Just simply invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can uh, click on over to my blog, click where it says, How to Know Jesus. And in the bottom of today's blog, I have three videos from our uh, my church's uh, worship service this morning, which are beautiful, the goodness of God, Lion, he's the Lion of Judah, and the Blessing, all beautiful worship songs. Oh, soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thousands, stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the New International Version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please, let me know if it helped you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. 
I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.